0: Hello and welcome to the Osha Ginsberg Podcast. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thank you so much for being here. It is Friday, June the 14th, 2019, and I'm sitting in the front seat of a rental car for reasons that I will describe. Maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll let you know why. But I'm in the front seat of a rental car. But I uh, I didn't want to miss the chance to check in with you and I wanted to make sure that you got this and um, just to say hi and to say thank you so much for everybody that's supporting the show by listening and for rating and reviewing the show in iTunes. Uh, I, I know I talk about it a lot, but the way that the show gets credibility around people who book guests is to get up on the iTunes store rating system and get on those charts. I know a lot of people listen through Spotify and Google, etc. but if you can rate and review this podcast in iTunes, it seems to do the trick and um, I'm going to read some out to encourage you to maybe do it yourself. So a big thank you to Limo Dad who wrote, thank you for becoming a part of me since being made redundant last November. Your voice has been with me every morning when I've been taking Bambi the Cocker Spaniel for her walk and when I've needed a distraction from my self-talk. I've had the opportunity to work through your back catalogue and meet your engaging and diverse guests. I'm now working in a completely new industry and role and I am at peace that this was meant to be and I'm thankful every day. Mate, I'm grateful that you have taken the charge of the situation there and made a move and you're feeling good. Lee, my dad, thank you so much for getting in touch and thanks for the review. A big thank you as well to Preetz72 who wrote, I've recently discovered Osha's Conversations. I'm hooked, currently working my way through backwards. of the conversation with the interesting people and Osha's take on life. And uh, also big thanks to Jane, or oh, sorry, Ali Jane who wrote, the only podcast I listen to every week without fail. I'm always left with a new perspective from Osha's guests. His recent conversation with Stan Grant made me think more deeply about Australia Day than I ever have before. Despite my Aboriginal family history and being discouraged from embracing that when we were young, it's taken me 40-plus years to want to learn more about my heritage. Bloody hell, that is fantastic. I'm stoked that you wrote that review. Thank you so much for doing so. I'm grateful that I'm a part of your day.
1: Hold up.
0: So just to check in with you this week, I got to spend last weekend at Bribey Island in Queensland. Now, for those of you who don't know, that is north of Brisbane, the south end of the Sunshine Coast. It's an island, but it's got a bridge to it. Stav, who used to work with, called it God's Waiting Room. Uh, To be fair, the number of humans per mobility scooter there is pretty high, Um, My in-laws live there, Audrey's mum and dad, and they are far from mobility scooter. They are bright and active and sprightly and having an extraordinarily fun retirement. They're doing awesome. And we got to spend time with them over the weekend. Now, if you've read my book or listened to this podcast over the last few years, you'll know that I had a bit of a, a hard time with my mental health for a little while there and it lingers and I still deal with it every day. And the thing that sent me off into psychosis to deal with paranoid delusions was climate change. And for a very long time, I wasn't able to be near water. I couldn't be near where the sea met the land or a river met the land. I just couldn't do it. I would get these very real, very apocalyptic visions. These flashes would come into my head of the whole place flooded. And it was very, very disturbing to be around. And I've come a really long way from there. I've done a lot of work. I've met some great doctors, took a lot of meds. um, And I've come a long way to be there, but it's still there. And I was saying to Audrey, we got there on the Friday night and I was out with the dogs in the backyard and by the canal because I live on a canal on Bribie. There's heaps of canals up there, like kind of a housing development place, you know, and um, I said to her, wow, this is great. I can actually stand out here, look at the water and go, oh, yeah, I know what I know about expected sea level rise and I can still be here. And that's huge because I couldn't and that was a really big deal. And on Monday morning, because it was a long weekend, so on Monday morning, I, I left a stand-up paddleboard up there and I, I took it out and I went for a stand-up paddleboard around around the canals and, look, that was tough. I'm not going to lie. It's winter. Fair enough, it's winter in Queensland, but it's winter. And I got so hot, I had to take my shirt off. And I'm in the sun and I'm paddling through the canal and Everywhere I looked, I'm I'm paddling through the canals and there's seawalls, obviously, to keep the canal bits from eroding the houses, right? And I can see the high tide mark and it's a foot away from everyone's front yard, backyard, really. So it's a high tide mark, a foot of wall, grass. That was really hard. That was very, very hard to be with because it all started to flick back into my head, you know? Because you know, knowing what I know, and you know, the kind of general consensus is that there's about an expected three foot sea level rise globally before we get it together enough to get off carbon fuels. What even if we do, there's still a lag in the system, and you know, even though we may begin sequestration, trying to suck carbon out of the atmosphere, that there's going to be a three foot sea level rise over the next you know hundred years or so, maybe quicker than that. And that's a lot, you know, that'll really fuck up a lot of countries, fuck up our country, a lot of our cities, all right? And it's, um, you know, that's a pretty much a given at this point. That's very hard for me, all right? But I'd, I was just with it. I was just with it as I paddled around and I, I paddled around. I'm watching the fish jumping because it's mullet season, so the fish are jumping up out of the canal and because they're jumping because things are chasing them underneath the water and the, I felt the paddleboard Rumble, there's something very big swam underneath me, but I've got good balance and didn't fall in, which is good because we all know how sharks love canals. And it was really hard, but I was just with it. And I'm doing this work now with an acceptance commitment therapist and we're just working through just be with it, notice it. What does it feel like? And then what's the next right thing to do? Well, the next right thing was to paddle and then be with it, notice it, there it is again. What's the next right thing to do? Well, there's a plastic bag floating in the water. There's lots of turtles around here. Pulled up next to it, pulled the plastic bag out of the water. Ended up pulling a bunch of plastic shit, including like a, like an Aquanaut, whatever, like a creepy crawly hose, the pool sucker thing that, you know what I mean, cleans up the pool. There was a creepy crawly hose floating around the canal, so I came home with like all this plastic between my feet. That was the next right thing to do, just be in acceptance, do the next right thing. And then uh, I got in and um, Audrey was keen to do a bit of work around my in-law's garden, and so I... What's well, the next right thing? What does my wife want me to help her with? Clean up the garden. Clean up the garden. So I got a pitchfork out and started digging up a garden. A garden one foot above the high tide mark. All right. But I dug it up anyway. Planted some new things anyway. Planted new things anyway. Just was in acceptance of it. It sucked. I'm not going to lie. It sucked and it was really hard and it was a it was hard to do, to be with it, not want to run away, not want to, you know, dive into my phone or get angry or project or do do something just to be with it. But it was okay, all right? And I talk about this all the time, you know. It's, it is like, it's like lifting weights. The more you do it, the stronger you get. You're sore for sure. You're sore and it's heavy and it's hard and it hurts and you get dizzy but you come back stronger. So bit by bit, I'm getting stronger. And if my exposure therapy is a stand-up paddleboard, then so be it. But that is, what, that is what was happening. The plus side is that the people who live on that canal, a lot of them are retirees, and they probably want to make sure that their real estate value sticks around to make sure that they can fund their retirement or you know be able to pass on to their kids or grandkids. So they'll be financially motivated. You know, when it comes election time. So that's, unfortunately, it's going to take a while, but they will. And that's a good thing. All right, it sucks because they won't move. And humans, unfortunately, need a lot of momentum and a lot of initiative and a lot of reason to change. A lot of people don't change their diet until after their heart attack, but that's what we got to do. Until then, I know what I need to do. I need to keep breathing. I need to keep being with it. Know that I can handle it. Know that I can handle it. Be acceptance, be in acceptance and just do the next right thing because that's all I can do. What's the next right thing I can do for my wife, for my kid, for my family, for the people around me, for my work, for myself? That is all I can do. That's it. I'm powerless otherwise and I just have to be in acceptance of that. Hold
1: up?
2: that's stamps.com code program
0: but one of the things i can do is i can continue to do this podcast which i'm very grateful for and monday's show is kind of in alignment with that to be honest if you follow me online on instagram i because a baby's coming i went and got my flu shot and i got my whooping cough shot the other day and i put a photo of me getting my vaccines online going hey this is me getting vaccines because vaccines have saved millions of people around the world and vaccines are excellent. And didn't the fucking internet explode in my face? Oh my goodness. It was about a week and a half of just people just going me and accusing me of being a shill for pharmaceutical companies and that I'm on the take from Big Pharma and all kinds of stuff. And I got really confronted by it, but I did, and I've talked about it on this show. I wanted to kind of get to the, you know, why do people think this way? What happened? What's going on? And thankfully... Uh, I was in communication with a few other people who you were know, just checking in on me. And one of them was um, the delightful Caroline Pegram, who looks after Dr. Carl. And she got me in touch with Sonia Pemberton, who's a documentary filmmaker, an Emmy Award winning documentary filmmaker. And um, she's made an extraordinary film called Jabbed, all about vaccines. And in her film, they cover three people who have had very, very positive outcomes from vaccines and three people who have had negative outcomes from vaccines. And it's all, and the history of vaccines, and it's a really, really good film. I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. But she and I managed to have a chat, and we're going to talk about vaccines and why people might feel weird about vaccines. And that's going to happen on Monday. It's a fascinating conversation. I can't wait to share it with you. Until then, keep breathing. Do the next right thing. And I'll talk to you Monday. Sleep well and dream of beautiful things.